Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we have another wonderful show in store for you with another great guest in studio today, I'm very happy to say. And of course, we'll start off with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. I'm sure you've anxiously been awaiting them all week long since last week. So let's get started. From the universe. Impatience is a sign of hurrying. Hurrying is a sign of worrying. Worrying is a sign of fear. And fear is a sign that someone has temporarily forgotten that it's never too late to change their thoughts and therefore their things. Glad we could straighten that out. The universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Trying to chide us to remember that... Uh, whenever we get uh, kind of fearful, kind of worried, kind of anxious, kind of like, oh my God, what's going on? Um, to remind us that our thoughts are some of our most powerful things in our lives and that by changing what we're thinking about, by changing what we're focusing on, we can change what is actually ends up right before us, something very important. And I'm sure we'll get more into that during our show today. And let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. What you do is minuscule in comparison with what you choose to think. Because your vibration is so much more powerful and much more important. Abraham. So this is one of those quotes um, that uh, I I know from from running my Law of Attraction meetup group and and talking all about Abraham's material over the years that I think really gets people confused. Um, We're all kind of in this world, especially in the United States. I mean, I know we have listeners all around the world and, and other places this is true too, but especially in the United States, we're so stuck on the doing. I have to do the right things. I have to do this. I have to do that. And, and we get so caught up in, in the doing of things that we forget that the energy that we bring to the things that we are doing is in some ways much more important. And I'm sure you can relate in your own life when you've shown up doing something and you were depressed or sad or or worried or angry. The thing you were working on, no matter how great a thing it was, just didn't turn out that well. Yet you can do almost the slightest thing, the slightest piece of action, that if you're doing it from a state of joy, of peace, of gratitude, that that one little act can totally transform your world. And this is the thing that Abraham really tries to impress upon us in in all of his teachings, is that the energy, the vibration, again, you know, getting back to the thoughts that we bring to things is almost more important, is actually, in his words, more important than the actual action that we're taking. And you say, Sam, how can that be? You know, if I don't, you know, get up and go to work, if I'm not, you know, promoting my business, if I'm not doing this or doing that, like things aren't happening. And I say, yes, that's true. But you can do those things and things still won't happen. Yes or no. 
Let's come on. Let's all admit it, right? We've all worked on some project. We've all, uh, you know, put tremendous effort in something and it just bombed. It failed. And it could have happened for a wide variety of reasons. But I can almost guarantee you that if it did bomb, if it if you did not get the results you were looking for, that there was some energetic component of that thing you were doing that was not in alignment, that you did not take the time to fully line up within yourself all of the thoughts, the hopes, the dreams, the intentions, the vision of what you wanted that action to produce. You know, we're so easy to focus on the doing of things and we forget about why we're doing them in the first place. We don't even take the time to sit with what we're told we should be doing, right? There are all these great marketing gurus and business gurus and, you know, performance strategists that, oh, you have to, you know, if you just follow this formula, you'll achieve what you want. And we get so stuck on the formula, we forget what it is we're trying to achieve in the first place and why it is that that is what we want to achieve, Right? Are you building your business, you know, merely to make a bunch of money, which in which case you're probably not going to be very successful. If you listen to any really prominent entrepreneur, they'll all tell you the same thing. It's the passion. It's the motivation. It's the dream behind what it is that they're doing that really propels things forward. It's not the dollar bills. So if we take that moment to sit still and use our most powerful tool which is our imagination and really envision the outcome the millions of lives will affect or even hundreds of lives or dozens of lives or handful of lives that we're looking to affect in a positive way be it through some service through some product through some experience and really envision what is that like and what's that going to do And you know what? It can be as simple as a farmer when they're tilling the soil and planting the seeds, just imagining when these crops sprout and they take it to market that some family is going to enjoy a nutritious meal and have a wonderful, healthy life from that meal. It can be as simple as that. Maybe, maybe you have a, a garden during the summertime and you love growing tomatoes and cucumbers and zucchini and squash. And, you know, and so in the planting of the seeds and the working the soil, just imagining how juicy those vegetables are going to taste once you've harvested them. That little bit, just that little bit of time that we spend with ourselves and our imagination to line up how we feel inside around whatever it is we're about to do that can make huge difference, huge results, huge results. And if you don't believe me, great. Try it for yourself and tell me how does that work for you? Just try it. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm just asking you to try it. And then, then we'll have talk, okay? Then, then you can call in the show and then you can tell me, hey, Sam, like I did exactly what you said and it didn't work. And we'll have a little conversation because if you did exactly what I said, I'm sure it will work. So those are our wonderful quotes from Abraham and from the universe about using our thoughts to create the world around us. As you know, I believe that we do moment to moment, always in the process of creating the world around us. And that leads us wonderfully 
to our guest today. It is my extreme pleasure to introduce to you Gene Chris, who is the founder of Gene Chris Media. Gene is a digital marketing strategist, an inventor, an author, a fashion designer, and a foodie. Ooh, I love, I love food too, I have to admit. Um, in addition to being an author of a trilogy of books um, called uh, My Pain Woke Me Up, uh, Bliss, My Pain Woke Me Up, Legal Injustice, and My Pain Woke Me Up, Live Your Dreams. She's also the TV producer of a custom YouTube video series for agencies and small businesses. Jean has over 25 years of client engagement in digital media, traditional media, culinary adventures, luxury hospitality, fashion, and publishing. Jean is also a breast cancer survivor who is dedicated to changing women's fashion for a healthier life. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to the show today, Jean. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Thank you for inviting me today, Sam. I'm really enjoying being here today. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm really glad that you can make it here in studio. It always makes for a more interesting and uh, uh, more energetic uh, discussion during the show. Um so I'm just curious, uh, uh, you, this trilogy of books that you wrote, you say, my pain woke me up. Um, uh, so does that mean like before whatever happened and we'll get to that, you were like sleeping through your life? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. But you know what I'd really like to talk about? I was inspired by what you just mentioned about the universe. Uh. Um, one of my um, books that I'm currently writing, which is... Um, uh, actually talks about the universe i'd really like to talk about the current book for a moment and then we can you know fall back on on the uh, the trilogy um you know i talk about a message that's about the universe about a, a way of expressing a belief that one can find valuable lessons in everything that happens to us and then improve upon every aspect of our life. Mm -hmm. And um, I mentioned this in the foreword of um, my new book, which is um, uh, a book that I'm I'm writing that talks about from sour, from sour grapes to sweet lemonade. Ah. And it's my fourth book. And it's a series of uh, short reality stories. Mm -hmm. And it's about how self-motivation, perseverance, and happiness can change your life. Uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's funny, some of the things that you've mentioned um, about um, some of the fruits of life, and yeah. I mentioned cherry blossoms and things um, from where I grew up in Michigan uh, have really um, blossomed and helped me to change how I moved from the corporate world into being an entrepreneur and how uh, I really made that transition in my career uh, from... Uh, taking what I learned in the corporate world and applying it to a small business. Mm -hmm. And uh, the trilogy series was the beginning of my um, writing and uh, Mm -hmm. writing about my life. And I I felt like it was taking away the scariness of Mm. talking about it Mm. because um, I think that's the first step in the process of, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to um, overcome those fears and being able to, you know, really write about um, your story and your journey and being confident and comfortable Mm -hmm. about uh, sharing with others what you've gone through. And that was really the beginning of my story and Mm. the pain that woke me up so Uh, no I wasn't 
on the mat <laughs> and throughout my whole life. And uh, I was a successful um, uh, salesperson, sales manager, sales leader, executive throughout my career. Mm. And then I decided, um, you know what, I'm going to try to take what I've learned from the corporate world and apply that to my own business. Um, and I named it Gene Chris Media. And I've taken a lot of my passions and created business lines mm-hmm. um, that focus on some of those passions. Wonderful. So some of what you've mentioned today. Wonderful. Okay, so let's hold that thought. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we come back. Let's talk about that transition point of okay. when you went from a very successful you know, professional life in the corporate world and, and what was that sort of incident that woke you up, that transitioned you out of that. And then we'll maybe talk about about you know sort of the the journey along the path as it's uh, uh, there are a lot of people I know in transition right now and it's not necessarily an easy journey is it right yeah right so okay so everybody please uh, hold on we'll take a quick commercial break you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity my guest this hour is Jean Chris and we will be right back. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Jean Chris today, uh, author of several books and uh, with her own uh, digital media agency. So, Jean, as you mentioned in the last segment, you you actually started off in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. Uh, What kind of work were you doing? Yes, I was living in Michigan at the time, Mm -hmm. and I started actually in marketing Ah, um, in the high tech industry, and I started. uh, in marketing support and moved into sales. And uh, from there, I moved to a few d- different types of digital media and technology companies. Okay. And from there, was recruited into um, management and leadership positions. Oh, wonderful. Um, so you had a pretty su- successful career. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, and um, then was uh, recruited to the New England market. Uh, I see, I see. And then there obviously had to have been something to kind of uh, shake you up and get you out of that, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. I had some life-changing experiences at a very young age. I was mm. widowed at 28. Oh, really? And that was oh. one of my first life-changing experiences. Um, did, did you have any children at the time? No, I didn't. Oh, that's, and that's um, that was uh, one of the first um, changes that I made when mm. I, um, about a year afterwards, I was recruited to the Boston area. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then um, I worked in Boston for about eight years and mm-hmm. moved to Rhode Island and lived there for about eight years. And then I've been in the New York market um, mm. ever since. Okay. And um, I uh, have uh, transitioned while I was in the Boston area to, from the technology companies into publishing. Mm. And from publishing, I moved into different forms of media. Mm-hmm. So from publishing, I moved into um, print, custom publishing, online and then into television. I see. I see. And uh, and and what uh, got you to to write the story? My pain woke me up. I love that title. By the oh, way. thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Well, it uh, was one of those epiphanies that kind of hit me when um, I realized um, what I was going through at the time um, that I. Uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer, Mm. I was going through a few other experiences in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, simultaneously, I was laid off in the corporate world. Uh. I was going through a divorce. Uh. And I was um, enduring my breast cancer. Mm. And, um, you know, it was very emotional Mm. and painful experience. And, uh, you know, I just thought of that name because um, not only was it physically painful it was Mm -hmm. emotionally painful and so um, you know I wasn't sleeping much (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for many reasons yeah so uh, most people going through that trifecta Mm -hmm. (laughs) of like losing your major relationship of your life losing uh, your career and then finding out that you're diagnosed with one of these uh, diseases that that the medical community kind of deems is you know pretty serious most people would be like oh my god why is this happening to me and just spiral into a deep depression right uh, there must have been something because you're now doing pretty well so there must have been something that kind of turned you around that kind of shifted your mindset around what was happening to you at the time yes at the time i had um two children that were at the ages of i believe they were five and eight Mm. and they were absolutely my focus and Uh. my inspiration and they have continued to be my inspiration all along Mm -hmm. as i've continued to write and uh, move forward with um other Um, products that I've uh, created Mm -hmm. and I haven't taken my eye off the ball with Mm -hmm. with my kids and um, you know I think you just need to find something in your life that really inspires you Mm -hmm. and that makes you happy Mm -hmm. and my kids have always made me extremely happy Mm -hmm. and I what I've continued to do has been to in um, to do for them and to inspire myself to continue to be motivated to to make a life for them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've done as a single so, mom. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, you had all this chaos going on around you and you realize that for the sake of your children, it's like, 
I'm not giving in to this. I'm not going to, you know, throw in the towel. You know, I've got this responsibility. I've got these little people relying on me, mm-hmm. and 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 I don't want to disappoint them. And I love them, and I'm going to. I'm going to make it work. Make it work somehow. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, but you know, the breast cancer was something that, um, you know, it was it was funny. I. I almost anticipated that I was going to get it. It's not that really? I um, knew that I um, knew it would be hereditary because it wasn't hereditary for me, but mm-hmm. my aunt did have breast cancer. Okay. Um, it did not turn out to be hereditary for me, but in some way I had a feeling that I was going to get it. It's just uh, a premonition. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a cyst that I was following um, okay. every six months. And then when I did find out that I, I got it, I wasn't as shocked as when I, I think most people may be. And I just dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And um, when I thought it was just on one side, then I was mm-hmm. told it was on both sides. And Ooh. that was what was pretty shocking to me. I see. I so, see. um the experience of breast cancer was, um, you know, uh, while it was surprising and, you know, you, you go through the experience of having to deal with making a lot of decisions, right. that was not as traumatic as the experience of what I went through throughout a four-year experience thereafter because mm. my experience with breast cancer became a very traumatic one because right. I ended up having 13 different surgeries and many Ooh. different um, procedures afterwards and it right. became a very complicated breast cancer saga if you will I because I had complications and ah. what most women um, choose for their uh, breast uh, decisions um, I ended up having um, many different types of breast surgery so um, to simplify it I basically had bilateral lumpectomy with radiation and then bilateral mastectomy with reconstructive surgery, implants replaced four times, and then had um, uh, infections. So I had MRSA and breast cellulitis and many different um, complications thereafter. So I am a a healthy survivor now. It's been eight years, and um, but I had four of those years being very ill Mm -hmm. and while continuing to work and take care of my kids and keep keep keeping things going so mm. i think the my pain woke me up was because i was you know ill and having to keep things going and keep the uh, the momentum right. moving forward right 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 that even in the midst of all that you still had a lot of things to deal with yeah i um i you know as an example i filed for divorce twice because i had to put it on hold and then you know take care of myself and then refile mm. again and things like that but anyway, I um, I ended up um, writing my books, and I wrote about bliss, which was about being a survivor. It's not only about mm. my breast cancer, but it's talking about being a survivor even as a widow, because mm. most women, yeah. uh, let's face it, are not widows at a very young age. Yes. And yes. Uh, that was a very difficult time of my life. Even I'm in the sure. corporate world, people didn't know how to treat me. Yeah. Um, you know, they really didn't know how to talk to me and... and right. um, you know, yes, having those uncomfortable conversations yeah. that, you know, uh, it's, you know, you have a major loss and, and people just don't know how to deal with people who, you know, are in deep emotional pain. You, you know, we're taught not to show that, not to express that when we're in the in a business environment, in, a, in our work situation. 
But that doesn't mean that it's not there and everyone's well aware that it is there. Right. And at the time, it's not the same as going through a divorce. You yes. know, it's not the same type of grief or, yes. or changes in your life. Uh, and then later in uh, life, uh, around seven years later, I remarried and, um, you know, had my children. And, um, uh, you know, about five years ago, I, I divorced. And, um, you know, I've, I've got one uh, daughter who's in college now and one who's uh, in high school. So they're doing great. And wonderful. Um, yeah, that's great. That's great. But by the way, just so you know, like here we do things. I, I, I tend to focus on the energetic level. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what they say breast cancer is all about? It's all about a lack of nurturing. Mm-hmm. So if you think about your life, I mean, how much nurturing did you not receive because you lost a husband at a long young age and you lost another relationship later on and you had all this stuff going on in your life and you were the one having to hold it all together and uh, I can imagine it must have been difficult at the time it was difficult but it gave me a lot of time to think Mm. (laughs) so it gave me time to um i had another business at the time which was called beaded baubles and it gave me time to Ah. um be jewelry and different Mm -hmm. types of um accessories Mm -hmm. and while i did a lot of beading for my own therapy before Mm -hmm. i did my writing Mm -hmm. um that was very therapeutic and then uh for seven years i did that and then I, it was funny, I happened to close down that business about three weeks before I was diagnosed, diagnosed with oh. breast cancer. So it was very ironic that things turned out that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I um, created my, um, I created a, a, a concept for breast cancer bra. Mm-hmm. And that concept was created when I was finished writing my breast cancer book, I Bliss. And uh, after wearing so many different bras yeah, um, yeah. from different hospitals and medical institutions, and they were very uncomfortable and, um, uh, you know, very um, uh Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You can be truthful. Yeah, yeah. I can be truthful. Very, um, just really uncomfortable and really, they, they didn't hold up. You wear a lot of tubes and drains mm. uh, going through these types of procedures. They really didn't fit the mold for what mm. I needed. I said, you know what? Someone needs to d- develop a better bra that's contemporary for the businesswoman who's going out there right. in the workforce and having to go back to, and return to work and wear these types of bras for 30, 60, 75 days afterwards. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I have a media and technology background. I'm going to give it a try. So yeah. that's what I've done. I developed a prototype. I had a launch about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I've developed... Um, uh, the prototypes. I've um, pitched it to many different uh, investment organizations now, and I'm in the process now of seeking the proper manufacturer to um, bring it into the market. And I'm sure those ugly and uncomfortable bras in the past were probably all designed by men. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) about that. You probably need them to be designed by a woman, (laughs) I would guess. I don't know. There's a lot of beautiful bras in the marketplace now, and now I write about those um, for two different columns, um, the Lingerie Journal and Breast Briefs, which is my own column uh, for the Lingerie Briefs. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, great. All right, time for us to take our, our... commercial break um when we come back let's talk a little bit about what made you to really decide to write 
your books, you know, just at least the first book, you know, what kind of, what was the impetus to actually put pen to paper and start writing? Mm -hmm. And then sort of what you've learned sort of since then in the process of what you've had to go through in creating your own businesses and and just that whole process of transitioning from a, a corporate world into an entrepreneurial world, okay? Absolutely. Wonderful, Jean. And everybody, and of course, if uh, our listeners would like to join the conversation and call in, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. So, uh, Jean, you you wrote this uh, first book, uh, My Pain Woke Me Up. Uh, Bliss was the first one? Yes. Uh, how long ago did you write that? I wrote that at the end of 2012. End of 2000. Oh, so just uh, about three years ago. Yes, I was still going through some breast surgeries at the time. Mm-hmm. Not that I knew they were going to continue after yeah. that through uh, the end of 2014. But yes, uh, that's when I started to seriously document my journey because mm-hmm. I realized this was not ending and and so what was the, the what like called to you to say like I should write a book um, well, it was exactly that. I think after six or eight surgeries, I said, this is getting a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. So I started, um, I actually Googled um, a, uh, a journal and uh, pulled it off and started to document all of the different procedures that I was having, uh, uh, where I had them, what procedure I had, why I had it, who mm-hmm. the doctors were, um, you know, that sort of thing. And then... Um, you know, the complications I was having and, uh, you know, just starting to document that really more of a medical history. And then it just kept growing and growing pages Mm -hmm. and pages long that I realized I have really a story here, you know, Uh. that I I should be sharing um, because, and, and it wasn't because of any, you know, particular 
medical mishaps, it was really because my story just was um, um, very complicated. It was very complicated. I see, I see. So it basically started off as a journal, mm-hmm. but then it transformed because uh, it sounds like my it pain just, woke me it, up. It is, never ended. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it transformed into this book about your your journey that that's more than just about the medical procedures yes yes it was also part of my life what i was going through at the time Mm -hmm. and how i was dealing with everything multitasking Mm -hmm. and and just dealing with everything that was uh happening simultaneously right right Mm -hmm. and then from that was it just because you loved the process of writing so much that you decided to keep writing or or was there some other reason why you you, you kept going funny when i approached and decided on what publisher to use um this was one very large manuscript it was Uh, over 400 pages at the time and they said gene you know nobody's gonna read this you've got to break it down and it was very difficult for me to break Mm. it down but i did and I broke it down into three books. And they said, you have you know, a lot of great content here, but you've got to break it down. Uh, so I broke it down into the three books. I see. So that's when I broke it down into Bliss, Legal uh-huh. Injustice, uh, you know, talking about the legal process uh-huh. of what I went through with my divorce, and then Live Your Dreams, what I, the process of starting your own business and uh-huh. all of the different initiatives that I had underway. Uh-huh. And that really was my launching point for a lot of the things that I'm doing now today because that really became um, the inspiration for a lot of the new projects that I'm working on Mm -hmm. and it really became not about the projects necessarily but Mm -hmm. really about how to start my business and how I really grew from taking incubator classes and learning mm-hmm. how to launch a business and, you know, attending a lot of women entrepreneur meetings and mm-hmm. what I did with the information and the knowledge that I learned mm-hmm. and applied that to putting it into play mm-hmm. and making something for myself with mm-hmm. my business. Mm-hmm. And that's how I launched my different business lines of digital media, production, publishing, uh, the culinary side of the business. Right. You know, I was approached for from different clients of mine that I had in the corporate world that would ask me, Gene, would you help me produce this um, wine and food festival? Gene, would oh. you help me, you know, as a doctor, would you help me, you know, place social media for my business? Um, you know, oh, would you help me I and... See. Um, you know, running these television ads and produce these commercials for me. So things like that. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know what, I can take things that I've learned from my past corporate Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. and apply that as a business line Mm -hmm. in my new business. What what surprised you the most going from being an employee in the corporate world to running your own businesses? What what, what kind of was like... uh, like, oh, my God, like, I never realized this. Type of thing. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, it's, it's more about, um, you know, I love partnering. I love working with many different resources. I uh-huh. think what surprised me the most was having to do a lot more myself than Uh, what I wanted to do. uh, I didn't want to be the IT person. I didn't want to be the research person. I didn't want to be the, uh, the go-to person for everything, but you are. Yes. When you're your own proprietor, (laughs) you're you're everything. Yeah, especially Um, when you're starting off. You're the recruiter. You Mm -hmm. have to, you know, hire, you know, whatever type of 
you know, support people you need. And so you're the go-to person for everything. And while I was knowledgeable to do a lot of that, I realized I was working longer hours on <laughs> with my own business than in the Absolutely. corporate world. And in the corporate world, I was lo- working long hours. Right. So I thought it was going to be easier. Mm. And it, I had that all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it's a big warning out there to all you budding right. entrepreneurs who are working in the corporate world. Now, I'm a big, big proponent of people starting their own business and working for themselves but you know it's it's a lot of work and and you're always thinking about it right you're you're always having to work one step ahead and you know my kids as they were getting older were you know just looking at me like mom why are you in your home office almost 24 (laughs) 7 i was hardly sleeping i you know talk about you know my pain woke me up now i was hardly sleeping i was you know up at all hours you know, I got creative. I would, you know, write emails or, you know, write business plans. And instead of pressing the send button at three in the morning, I would just save the draft. Uh, and then at eight in the morning, send away so <laughs> that people wouldn't think I was crazy so that I would be sending emails and, you know, text messages at all hours uh, of the night. But but that's what you do yeah. because you've just got to get it done. And, right. um you know, until you can afford to, you know, hire the resources. Um, And, you know, working from your home is is another thing. You end up working from your home, and I really missed working in an office environment. And, um, you know, being out in in the corporate world now, about um, three years ago, I forget when it was, three, four years ago, I did open a New York City office. Mm -hmm. And um, while it's a virtual office and I, I have uh, resources there that I can utilize, mm-hmm. I'm in there a couple of days a week and I work from my home office as well. I'm in the city a couple of days a week and it allows me to get my business done here and also work from home right. and do what I need to do and kind of multitask that way. Would you say you've been able to find that uh, being able to balance back now, like uh, at some point you were able to balance back or integrate sort of life back into business <laughs> um, because us, us entrepreneurs know that it's very easy to get overwhelmed with your business and just total like everything is about the business, but that's not necessarily a healthy way to live. Mm-hmm. And in order to be around for your children and to enjoy your life, we need to learn to you know, bring more fun back into our lives, don't we? Yes, we do. And I I did take that step back mm-hmm. um, as my kids got a little bit older and I realized I wasn't necessarily attending as many soccer games or volleyball games yeah. and things like that. I said, wait a minute. You know, I am working all hours of the night. Right. Some things have to wait. So right. I would go to the four o'clock volleyball game or you know six o'clock soccer game and then come back and finish what I have to do mm-hmm. you know you end up maybe scheduling your work day or your conference calls around your convenience mm-hmm. and not necessarily someone else's convenience right, right. and that's the beauty of having your own business mm-hmm. but it's always about scheduling and planning ahead mm-hmm. and I think you just have to be extremely good with time management yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I imagine with all of these different uh, projects that you have going, all these different things from 
from media to fashion to luxury hospitality, like it's a lot of different things. It's a lot of different balls to juggle, so to speak, isn't it? Yes. I'm right now trying to focus on prioritizing my time based on where the revenue opportunities are. Mm, Obviously, that probably right. makes the most sense. And um, focusing on uh, maximizing my time where um, I can be efficient. Mm. So um, when I come to New York, I schedule you know multiple meetings mm-hmm. uh, back to back. When I'm in the city, mm-hmm. they may be for multiple different types of projects. Right. And then um, you know when I am in the city, I do work uh, throughout the evening. You know till you know I attend a lot of meetings in the evening um, okay. or events, mm-hmm. and you know then you know spend a day or two at my home office so that gotcha. I can take advantage of when I'm here. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of all the different projects that you have going on at the moment, which one do you love the most? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know if there is one in particular. Okay. Um, I'm very passionate about finding the right manufacturer for okay. my breast cancer bra. Okay. I have... Um, had a couple very close attempts to find the right one Mm. um, where I was about to sign the deal and it really um, wasn't the right partnership. So um, I think I'm very passionate and anxious to find the right partner, but Mm -hmm. um, the timing hasn't been right. So So you're still looking? Yes, I'm still looking. And, um, you know, I'm in um, discussions right now with a couple different companies. Mm -hmm. So... um, I would say that's one of the top ones on my list. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, something obviously very near and dear to your heart. That's right. <laughs> For, um, and, and, you know, they say now that women entrepreneurs are like the, the fastest growing segment of, of the entrepreneurial market, that there are more women uh, becoming business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs than ever before. Uh, for other women who maybe are, are starting to think about or, or take the steps to leave the corporate world and start their own business, some words of advice for them, perhaps? Yes, I think, um, you know, doing some homework in Mm -hmm. the field or the market that you're interested in, you know, exploring is important. I think planning it out, Mm -hmm. networking is Mm -hmm. definitely key, Uh, getting out and and meeting other people in the same industry and, um, you know, trying to find out um, what similar people are doing Mm -hmm. and what made them successful. What did Mm -hmm. they do to help them launch or to help them um, become successful in what they're doing? You know, modeling and finding maybe a mentor or two to help you, um, you know, move along. Because uh, I certainly have had um, a variety of different types of mentors um, that I've worked with and continue to work with because... Mm -hmm. um, they become your sisters. They yeah. become your extended uh, family that yeah. uh, you continue to, to lean on. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. Okay. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, so when we come back, um, let's just maybe talk about what's coming up next for Jean Chris. Okay. And uh, some parting words of wisdom. So everybody, please stay tuned. And again, if you'd like to call in and ask a question of Gene yourself, uh, make it quick. But please call in 877-480-4120. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. 
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com forever disrupted. The Dudes of Disruption, disrupting your automatics. Dude. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Um, so, Gene, with your story, I mean, it's, it's I don't want to say it's a, a common story. It's not an uncommon story. There are many women who've gone through it. But um, I take it you've probably gotten a pretty positive response uh, from your audience of you really sharing yourself honestly and authentically, haven't you? Yes, I have. I've had a variety of different um, speaking opportunities. And, um, you know, I've really enjoyed um, being able to either talk about a specific area or being able to present um, about different aspects of, you know, what I've gone through. Right, right, right. So you really kind of see yourself as being a real advocate for, for women who are going through this kind of challenge in their lives. Yes. And um, it's funny, I got a uh, phone call once from um, an attorney uh, who, you know, called me and said, you know what, Jean, your book, Legal Injustice, isn't just for women. It's for men, oh. too. And it was a physician who happened to be going through a divorce. Oh. And he said, your book is fabulous. And I really think that you know, your book is positioned for men as well. And I said, well, thank you very much. (laughs) And um, he's, he's right. I didn't, you know, specifically, you know, categorize it just for just for women. But, um, you know, it's it's about the legal process. And, you know, Mm -hmm. men also have the same challenges, you know, with the legal system. So, you know, I can, uh, I'd be happy to, you know, speak to uh, small businesses, corporations, um, um, you know, small uh, intimate groups that would, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like me to share some of my personal experiences about starting a business, some of the um, uh, categories that I specialize in for fashion, for um, luxury, for uh, digital media, for even, you know, what I went through with some of my personal experiences of um, my breast surgeries and, Mm. you know, what I personally went through. I just was looking at my notes and I remembered I wanted to ask you about tattoo tequila because that sounded oh, interest, like an interesting story. Yes. How did you get involved launching an organic tequila line? Well, actually, that's I'll make that a quick story, yeah. but um, I actually just went to the launch party Saturday. Oh, uh, yes. Um, 
a colleague of mine from the television world um, approached me, and we were making um, 13 uh, on-demand television shows, Mm -hmm. and we did that. And we pitched it in the VC community here in Mm -hmm. New York, and he didn't get the funding that he needed. And Uh, it was for the art world um, industry. He brought it to San Francisco. He didn't get the funding. And then for seven of us who were investors in the art Mm -hmm. um, business for this television launch, he then took our investment and um, invested it into a spirits business. And he honored <laughs> our investments wow. and um, spinned it around into a um, organic uh, spirits business. And for the past couple of years, um, we have been um, waiting for the launch of Tattoo Tequila. Ah, okay. And we have uh, successfully launched the product. Oh, it's um, a national product now. It's in 13 states. Oh, great. We're just launching now in the East Coast. And it's won um, the uh, silver and gold awards oh. in, in this category. It's um, being distributed by uh, Southern Wines and... Um, uh, uh, Harley so, Davidson and so Sturgis are some of the sponsors. It's good then, huh? It's very smooth, uh, and for a woman who doesn't necessarily <laughs> drink tequila, I loved it. Uh, okay, great. Yes. Great. So, so let me ask you a question. Doing all this great stuff now, what do your daughters think about all of this? Well, I have one daughter and one son. Oh, I'm sorry. And... Um, you know, it's funny, as most teens, you know, mm-hmm. I asked them even, you know, a couple of years ago, I've actually been the one of the career moms at their high school to uh, present at Career Day. Uh-huh. And uh, they often don't know what I do. You know, when I ask them, <laughs> I say, you know, I'm t- talking at your high school today, you know, in front of your, your peers. And I say, you know, in 30 seconds or less, do you know what I do for a living? And they say, well, you own your own business, Mom. And I said, yes. And, and what do I do? Well, you have a media company, yes. And w- w- what exactly do I do? It doesn't go beyond that. So. <laughs> I think so now... they're not too sure, but Mom works a lot. <laughs> mom works a lot. She spends a lot of time in her office. Yeah. But now I think they have a little bit better idea, now uh, that they've seen some of the products. Okay. Yeah. W- would you want your children to go into your business? You know, I want them to do whatever makes them happy. My daughter actually is specializing in criminal justice, so oh, okay. uh, she's not following in my footsteps, and okay. that's fine with me, and my son hasn't decided yet. So. I, I just asked because I know there are some people in business who are like, no, I would never want my kids going into this business. It's such a tough business or something. So. No, you know, whatever they would like to do. I'm uh-huh, not okay. one to push. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, so what's uh, next for Jean? I know you have a lot of irons in the fire. I mean, wh- what would you like to do more of in the future? Yeah, well, I really enjoy writing. I'm going to continue to do that. Okay. Um, yeah. I enjoy doing that just as um, uh, something that, whether I do it full-time or, or just on my own. Mm-hmm. I enjoy speaking. I enjoy mm-hmm. being on television. I enjoy producing um, my, my show, Java with Gene. I'm really enjoying doing that. I've, mm-hmm. I've produced about five or six shows already this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's to help promote other people's um, businesses. So um, if you're interested in having me produce your 
um, and promote your show, mm-hmm. um, pr- promote your business, excuse me, I'd be happy to create a small um, clip for you that can run on on the web, can run it on, on television. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm interested in, in really getting out there and spreading the word about um, some of the things that uh, I've done throughout my career. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, I mean, let's look five, ten years down the road. Life, life is good. What does your life look like? You're pushing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, travel is definitely up uh, there. Okay. Good. Yes, I would love to be traveling more. I'm working really hard, and uh, that hasn't really been on the agenda lately. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, really having a lot more money in the bank because I've, you know, blown through a lot having my own business and, uh, you know, uh, having... Loving my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Good. 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 How's we that? like that. That's wonderful. That's okay. wonderful. So, so just before we go, I'm curious. You've now been in business for yourself how long? Eight years? No, five years. Five I've been years. An eight-year breast cancer survivor. But, but, but even in the, in that five years, have you seen at least the businesses that you're in change and transform over that time? Um, small entrepreneurs, you mean? Mm-hmm. Change. Yes, um, I have seen a lot of my colleagues um, transition from either having a product focus into mm-hmm. becoming uh, women coaches. I've seen oh, a lot of that. Okay. I've seen um, some businesses take a turn from one product into maybe just a little bit different twist. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen some of my colleagues become authors as well, okay. which is very exciting. Um, so, yes. So it I sounds like a, a shift almost away from sort of the product and, uh, and, and service focused into like more informational related. Informational. Type of and I, I think it's because they follow their own personal passion mm. and whether it be to write about what they've experienced mm. or to speak about it. I have another close friend who uh, is on a speaking uh, tour mm. who talks about, you know, what she does. So, you know, I think it's about really what each individual wants to do mm. and how they prefer to promote their, mm. their own business. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you, Jean, so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule (laughs) for coming into the studio today. Thanks, Sam. If people want to learn more about you and and get in touch with you, what what are some of the best ways for them to do that? Sure. Um, Really just my my website, and you Mm -hmm. can find most of my social media links there. It's Mm jeanchrismedia.com, and Chris is C-R-I-S-S. So it's J-E-A-N-C-R-I-S-S media.com right and social media any ones in particular you like to give out or um sure my twitter handle is um gene underscore chris okay so at gene underscore chris correct wonderful wonderful well thank you so much gene it's been a pleasure having you here thanks for having me wonderful and everybody um just to let you know for next week um having having on a a couple from overseas uh jill duca and uh Uranas, 
his name was always tough to pronounce, um, talking about love and relationships. And um, uh, that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful show. So I hope you'll stay tuned for that. And I know some people have been asking about what happened to Kevin Barbaro. He hasn't been on for a while. Kevin is coming back. Uh, We're actually in constant contact these days. Um, But he is on hiatus. But Kevin will be coming back um, in January. And uh, I think we'll also have an announcement. We'll probably have to wait until December. But we'll probably have an announcement of a new show for Talking Alternative for January. January, so I hope you will stay tuned for that. And of course, uh, I, I hope you guys have been checking out our new newsletter, the re- reformatted. Um trying to make it more engaging we'd love to get your feedback please post it on our facebook page which is facebook.com slash talking alternative and uh, if you have not yet signed up for it please go to talkingalternative.com and sign up for our newsletter thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Dude, dude, dude. Transforming Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. 
The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern, on TalkingAlternative.com, forever disrupted. The Dudes of Disruption, disrupting your automatic. Dude. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 